Sounds like eight millimeters. Jeez. It's JB's Driving Podcast. Paul Tom here. We are talking about Steven Seagal's Glimmer Man, and, our, and I am sad about this. Our last action movie, March. Can't believe it's the end of March, too. That's wild, man. That's really wild. And we have celebrated Steven Seagal, some of his finer points of his collection this month. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I have uh, I've managed to pick up a uh, Blu-ray collection of nine movies, and one of those movies was a Steven Seagal film as well. Oh, really? What yeah, else? Was, what uh, other movies? The, the Under the Sun or, or something like that. Under I haven't sun? watched it yet. So Was the fish on there? <coughs> no, the fish was not on there. That, of course, is you know from last week when we were discussing uh, Firebush down below. Mm-hmm. Starring Mark Helgenberger. So what do you got? So you got nine movies on a D and a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a bunch of Chuck Norris movies, oh, yeah. and um, it was like an action. You know, it had action SWAT, trio, yeah. The movie SWAT. SWAT, jeez. You remember that one? That's like from like '93, right? '94. I don't remember, dude. I, I think 90. it was late '90s. I don't know. But there SWAT. was a couple '80s movies in there, and and then they had that uh, Steven Seagal film, which was like 2004. He's I think. great. So I don't know. I'm gonna check them out. I I think that's the one where he was brought up on uh, charges of rape. Oh really? Yeah, his co-star brought him up on charges or, yeah. or accused him of rape. I'm not obviously don't think you know. I don't think he was ever convicted. So mm. alleged. Mm. So yeah, allegedly. Do it again. Allegedly. No, no. Because that was what I was. Ugh. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so today we're doing The Glimmer Man. Uh, last week we had uh, Fire Down Below, which I think all three of us were just simply disgusted by. Uh, there was nothing redeemable about that movie. I gave it a two simply because, you know, there was like one or two decent action, you know, sequences, not even scenes, just sequences. Uh, and and I, they put in an effort. I mean, they built a fucking house, so I had to give them a couple points. I thought about that, too, and that's, I thought, you know what, two points, because they built a house. You gave them a two and a half because you just like the scenery. <laughs> so I, I think all three of us were just kind of like, blech. But that brings us to the Glimmer Man. But before we talk about the Glimmer Man. But the do Glimmer. not. Don't fucking do it, dude. Do you want to, this, he was a victim of, a t- of attempting extortion. It's actually a pretty funny story. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fuck I, you. This I better be J- worth Jimmy's it. Jimmy's tidbit corner. It better be <laughs> fucking worth it. That's all I got to say. No, back in the day. So he, he's remember Julius Nasso was like his uh, producer of all these movies. Okay. Well, apparently they became embroiled in uh, a, a, a lawsuit. Nasso produced seven Seagal's movies beginning with Mark for Death in 90. They became best friends, formed the Seagal Nasso production together. The relationships became strained when their partnership ended in 2000. Believing that Seagal owed him $3 million in compensation for backing out of a four-film deal, Nasso enlisted members of the Gambino crime family oh, to threaten Seagal. <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. In an this attempt, is the first good story you had. In an attempt to recoup money Nasso allegedly lost, Gambino family captain Anthony Sassone first visited Seagal in Toronto during the film of Exit Wounds in eight, October 2000. In January 2001, Primo... Casarino and other gangsters picked up... Wasn't that a gay sex movie? Primo Casarino? I wouldn't know that. No, Exit Wounds. Exit, I don't know, was it? (laughs) 
Was it? I don't know. Let's ask uh, Craig. Never mind. Primo Casarino and other gangsters picked up Seagal by car to bring him to a meeting with Sassone at a Brooklyn restaurant. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, this is great. No, this is for timeshare. At the meeting, Sassone <laughs> Blunt. This is then a. Signed up for a timeshare. <laughs> timeshare montage. Fucking timeshares. Listen. Listen to this. Listen Go. to this. At the meeting, yeah. Sassone bluntly told Seagal that he had a chance at making four promised movies with Nasso or paying Nasso a penalty of 150 grand per movie. If Seagal refused, Sassone would kill him. Well. Seagal, who later claimed that he brought a handgun to the meeting, which we may or may not know the truth behind, was able to stall Sassone and escape the meeting unharmed. Sassone and Casarino again visited Seagal at his home in Los Angeles the following month. In the spring of 2001, Seagal saw another mobster, Genovese crime family captain Angelo Prisco, Jesus. to act as peacemaker. He visited Prisco in prison at New Jersey and paid the lawyer bill of $10,000. In March of 2003, Casarino, Sassone, and others were convicted of labor racketeering, extortion, and 63 other counts under, the Rico, under RICO. Seagal testified for the prosecution about the mobster's extortion attempt. Oh, he's real brave now, isn't he? <laughs> kidding, I get this. Now that they've got him on Rico. Nasso pleaded guilty to the charge of extortion conspiracy and was sentenced to a year and a day in prison, fined $75,000 in order to take a mental health counseling. In January 2008, Nasso agreed to drop a $60 million lawsuit against Seagal an alleged breach of contract, which the two set out of court. There you go. See, that's a good story. Can you imagine that? You know, you're in you're in jail a year and a day, and it's a year, and you're like, ah, I'm finally out. No, nope. one more day, buddy. One more day. One more day, oh, sir. Curses. Cur- <laughs> curses. <laughs> curses. I had a haircut appointment. Oh, Jesus. Mm. The Glimmer Man. Released October 4th, 1996, opened to $7.6 million, which was second for the week. Totaled out at uh, $20.3 million, which was 81st for the year. What was it behind the, in the week? Uh, the movie, it opened up again. Well, the movie that beat it. Jeez, we just asked you a question. Answer I know. I'm <laughs> fucking looking, jackass. <laughs> the First Wives Club. <laughs> that fucking beat it. Are you happy now? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It opened up against the uh, that thing you do. What, what movie did it? Uh, Why well, I had to fucking find it on my goddamn list? You said that the goddamn text is so small it's I'm impossible sorry. to read. I asked a question out of order. <laughs> That's the problem. And Biden had to rearrange his cards. Jim oh Eagle. my God! Jim Eagle. It's impossible. Uh, it opened up against that thing you do, the D3, <laughs> the Mighty Ducks, Bound, and Crash. Bound. There's a movie starring, what's her name? Um, uh, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon, and what's her name? Uh, uh, oh, man. Arquette. Tully, no, Tully. T- Tully oh. She was hot, and then she started eating. Oh, man. She's got that, like, really sultry voice. I know who you're talking about, the, the chick from Chucky. Yeah, I'm gonna Jennifer Tilly. Is it Jennifer Tilly? Tilly. That's it. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, man. I don't know why I get her confused with Jennifer Arquette all the time. <coughs> Just no, the I, name. I, I don't know. Uh, the other movies that were out that week: uh, The First Wives Club, mm-hmm. Extreme Measures. <sighs> Do you remember that one? 
Man, look at her. She looked good, man. Oh, I know. She looked good. I mean, I don't hate her now. I mean, she got some weight on her, but she's still. Now she's. Now this is. <laughs> so what, dude? She took the Steven Seagal diet plan to the extreme. Eh, she's also in her fucking near. She's like in her 50s. Aren't you allowed at some point in time to. Yeah. She's, she's not. She's 62 hair. years old. Is it? She's that old? Jesus Christ. Wow. Because her sister uh, her sister is older than her, Meg, Meg Tilly. Because I remember her from Psycho 2. Yeah. I always thought that Jennifer was the better looking of the two Tillys, though. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Extreme Measures, uh, Two Days in the Valley, Last Man Standing, Fly Away Home, Independence Day, and Big Night. Independence Day was out 14 weeks at this point. Jeez. So, uh, movie was directed by John Gray, who pretty much just directed like single episodes of TV shows. So he didn't have much of a career. That's another thing I've noticed through a lot of these movies. Uh, Steven Seagal, you know, of course, has a career, and there's always one or two people in the movies that have a decent career. Mm hmm. But then the up-and-comers, like the people that, like, uh, if you remember, uh, what was that, um, uh, Hard to Kill from a couple yeah, weeks hard ago. Yeah, Hard to Kill, yeah. Like, the, the guy who played his son, the you know, both ages, like the four-year-old son and then the 12-year-old son. Yeah, Leo Fring now. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, neither one of them ever had any fucking no. career whatsoever. No, no. Like, the chick had... Pretty much no career. Once, I mean, once you make a movie with Seagal, you're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just destruction. In his he did, he's not very good at like enhancing people's careers. No, just doesn't bring him along. So uh, that's why he's like late the movies and stuff. He don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> uh, let's see. Keen Ivory Waynes uh, plays. Oh well, Steven Seagal plays Lieutenant Jack Cole. And Keanu Ivory Waynes plays Detective Jim Campbell. Mm -hmm. So it's another cop buddy film, uh, you know, except for the fact that it's ridiculous, even in comparison to um, what was the, the first one we did with uh, Pam Greer? That was um, Out to Lunch. No, it wasn't Out to Lunch. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a three-letter License one. to Kill. No, fucktard. <laughs> Jesus Christ with the license to Above kill. the law, man. Yeah, Everybody above knows the, law. the Above the Law. It's 88 movie. It was his big debut. Yeah. And it was called Nico yeah, in in Europe as well. Right, Nico. Because his name was Nico. Yeah, okay. Well, his name is Lieutenant Jack Cole in this movie. <laughs> Lieutenant Except for when he's talking to his CIA buddies. Yeah. And then he's uh, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. And me. And then there was Brian Cox, who was Mr. Smith. Who was also... He was also in that one movie. Uh, Manhunter? Mm-hmm. Rob Roy? Braveheart? Yeah. Rob Roy. Braveheart, yeah. He was in Braveheart. The Long Kiss Good Night? Long Kiss the Girls? Rushmore? Yeah, Super man. Troopers? I was thinking of Braveheart. The Bourne Identity? The yeah, Ring? You know, it was supposed to be. Adaptation? Uh, 25th Hour? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. It was supposed to be Tommy Lee Jones. X2, X-Men United? Under Red Siege. Eye, Zodiac? Trick or Treat? Red 1 and 2? Troy? Planet of the Apes. Troy, he was. Um, he wasn't a bunch of stuff. Anna. Who was he? He was. He was uh, King. Uh, what's his name in Troy? Pixel. He was uh, the Churchill. Was he Agamemnon? 
Yes, he was. He was the he was the because the other guy was uh, Peter O'Toole was yes. uh, was uh, Priam. Yes, well, fruitcake. He looked really old then. Oh, we'll just open up the thing and let him in. It's okay. <laughs> Based on a true story. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jack Cole was once a CIA operative known as the Glimmer Man. Because uh, let's just God. no. Yeah, please. Do you know the story? Tell the story of the Glimmer Man. Why did they call him the Glimmer Man? Where? I didn't see him. Steven Seagal was once a CIA operative known as the Glimmer Man because he could move so quickly and quietly through the jungle that his victims would only see a glimmer before they died. Here's my problem with this. I gotta be finished. Go fucking head. Having retired from Central Intelligence... Steven Seagal. Central intelligence. Can't, can't make comments. <laughs> he's versed in Buddhism. He's a Buddhist in every freaking... He just plays himself. Were we talking but about that earlier? He People set, who play the same He band. sets himself up to be a Buddhist badass who is in some governmental organization. Every, every film. <laughs> and accustomed to working with others has become a detective with the LAPD. Uh, Cole was part. Stephen Seagal is partnered with tough, no nonsense detective Jim Campbell, played by no, Keanu Reeves. No nonsense. Who has little patience for Cole for Stephen Seagal's new age philosophies and outsider attitude. They must set aside their differences when they're assigned to track down the serial killer known as the Family Man, named for his habit of killing entire households. Things get crazy when they find out that the Family Man has killed Steven Seagal's ex-wife. She was actually supposed to die. I mean, wasn't supposed to die. She was supposed to make it to the end of the movie, but she didn't want to get molested by Seagal, allegedly. So she's like, wow. well, before he has a chance to get me. She had a much bigger role. <laughs> allegedly. It's all allegedly. Wow. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. I, I've got nothing anymore. I've forgotten what I was going to say. Got your notes over there. I get you another page of notes. They got um. No, I was actually <laughs> going to comment on what he was saying, but you know, I was plowed through, so fuck it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it happens. Happens a lot. What movie did it uh, finish behind? Look at this. It said right here in my notes. It's in my notes. This film debuted at number two at the box office between the first Wives Club. Yeah, I said that after. I found it right away. But despite the film was an overall box office flop, grossing only, how much did it gross? 20.3 million. That's gross. Yes. Yes. Gross. Critical response. Film mostly received negative reviews from film critics. Critic Lawrence Von Gelder of Gelderland, (laughs) running the New York Times, that freaking toilet paper rag of a. Paper. Right. So what you're saying that the the failing New York Times, <laughs> the failing New York, did not like the movie. He wrote <laughs> short on suspense, routine in its action, and monotone, monotonous in its performance. This movie opened up yesterday without benefit of press screenings. Usually assigned to the distributors who detected cinematic rigor mortis before audience formally withdraw such life support systems as tickets. Ah. <laughs> Popcorn and the glucose drip of spilled Coke. So I think he said it was bad. Yeah. Well, Rotten Tomatoes, the film has a score of 12% based on 12 reviews. Wow. Of course, CinemaScore gave the film an average rating of B+. 
No one. No wonder critics think they're better than the rest of us. Seriously, they're like freaking elitist. Would those people like that movie? <laughs> uh, I, I like this uh, little tidbit, this little tribute to the tid. According to Keanu Waves, one time during production, after waiting for a long time for Steven Seagal to finally show up on the set, he was known for showing up very late, like very late. Seagal appeared with some script and said how it was the greatest script he had ever read in his entire life. When Wayans asked him who wrote it, Seagal responded by saying, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was all mine, too. Oh, sorry. Well, you got other ones. I know you do. Nope. I see all these notes. Take it away, Paul. I got nothing. You killed everything. <laughs> you finally did it, huh? Who who else was in this? <laughs> who else was in this movie? Um. Um, the guy from uh, Shawshank Redemption was. Okay. He was in this movie as well. Yeah. Which guy? Um. One of them. The guy who, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> Which guy? Um, <coughs> the one actor who was the uh, warden mm-hmm. in Shawshank Redemption, Bob Guten. Bob Guten. Bob Guten was in this movie. Okay. Anybody and, else? Uh, and um, any other people? Keenan P- P- Williams was in this movie people. too. Big, 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 big. Who played the serial killer? <laughs> um. The guy from Harry and the Hendersons. No. <laughs> that would have been John Lithgow, you <laughs> dumb fuck. <laughs> do, you, do you have he's a list? He's debating if he's going to use that microphone as a weapon right now. Steven <laughs> <Like> Kobolowski. <laughs> who was uh, Ned the Head. Ned the Head. From... Uh, from Groundhog, Groundhog Day, Day yeah. which is in our suppositories. <laughs> All right. Anybody else in this movie? <laughs> uh, is there someone you want us to talk about? There's Friar, no. Friar fucking the, the the first part of the movie. John M. Jackson played Donald Cunningham. Peter Jason played Millie's father. That, that's only listed because he's in like a million fucking movies. And he was in Marked for Death. Mm. That was the first. That one, actually, we haven't covered that one. No, we didn't. That was a 94, 95? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, mm. I think it was, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. The greatest script he'd ever read in his entire life. <laughs> oh, and because he was in Mortal Kombat, which is also in our suppository. Yes. Seagal wrote two original songs for this film. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bulletproof and Snake, performed by the Jeff Healy Band and Taj Mahal, respectively. Sweet. <laughs> you know, you got to hand it to Steven Seagal. He does what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, several action scenes were scrapped for budget reasons. The uh, Warner Brothers fucking cut the shit out of this movie again because they only wanted a 90-minute movie. Like all of the other Warner Brother films with Steven Seagal. Uh, I don't remember if you said, but Tommy Lee Jones was originally supposed to play <laughs> the Brian Cox character. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Did you say that? Pa- Tom did. 
Oh, did you? Tom, Tom mm-hmm. did. Yeah, Tom oh, did. I apologize. That's all right. That's all right. I I got I'm so fucking out of it right now because of his dumbass. <laughs> I, I had, you know, I was trying. <laughs> You know, you, you understand how this fucking show is supposed to work, right? <laughs> See, you say things, and then I make comments that, that tend to make people laugh. <laughs> and then you get annoyed because I'm cutting you off. So what are you saying? He, he derailed the Yes, the he, he fucked this entire show. Oh, no. Now, let's get, let's get back on track. Track. All right. <laughs> It's too late. No, 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 no. Not with the scene that we're about to talk about. No, okay. Never this scene, too late. This scene is going to get it back on oh, track. <laughs> so you need to do that when we have a camera. It's going to be one of our things. Give me. Yeah. Let's get this show back on, on track. Is <laughs> the movie when they're like at the coroner's office and they take this poor actress's, you know, you got to hire an actress for the, the woman who just died. Oh, they're, Jesus, they're, yes. <laughs> see, as I said. Holy fuck. So, they're both looking at this poor actress. And, of course, they lead off by saying, Steven Seagal, nice tits. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what did he just see the Buddhist? Oh, and then, and this. Do you, do you sometimes think the Buddhist thing's like an act? <laughs> Who fucking knows? It's just a cover. So they're like, they're in, in like, and like, and Seagal's like, maybe too nice or something. And he goes and just squeezes her breast for no reason, then cuts it open to get the silicone out. Yeah. Like, like there was no reason for Seagal to take her breast and squeeze, like right on the, just squeeze it. Like she, he's getting another cheap fill. They probably did this take, what, 20, 25 times? Yeah. That ain't right. He didn't. Squeeze At least he didn't eye. kiss it this time. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was just... Ugh. It just... I mean... It, it was. It was disgusting. It was blatant, too. It, it was, was, dude. It was it so just... <laughs> and, and there's, you know, no gloves, no nothing. <laughs> just bare <laughs> fucking palm in it. And then just cut her tit open. <laughs> and pulled out the silicone. Yeah, he could have just done one. He just could have cut it open. That's all he had to do. But no. He wanted to give himself some. They're too that, good. That poor actress thought she had a maid after that. But just yeah, like she, everybody, she was waiting for it. Everybody, she probably said twenty-five times she'd endure that nonsense. But you know, I think if she was, you know, redhead, maybe, oh, she would have gotten CSI after this. <laughs> maybe. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that was horrible. That scene was. Really bad. Uh, almost as bad as, like, having um, Keen Ivory Wayne's character, like, being in love with old movies. Oh. That was so fucking pointless. Oh. What was... W- tell Casablanca. me... Why? I mean, seriously. They were trying to add, him, add depth to his character. For what good reason? So that you could blow up his fucking place for no good reason? Yeah, you know, he's... You know, because once again, we're just destroying everything, and nobody cares. They're supposed to be partners, but, you know, he's not there when he kills fucking Ned the Head. Ned the Head, yeah. Which, oh, we we, we didn't want to kill him because, you know, I'm a Buddhist. And yet, two scenes earlier, <laughs> you take a fucking Visa card <laughs> and razor blade the shit out of somebody's neck. I mean, wh- I don't understand. It's so cool. 
I don't get it, dude. Like, he sits there and just, like, goes on a tear about how he didn't want to kill that character because he's trying to get away from killing bad guys in his movie. But, you know, he he literally, like, two scenes before is is killing fucking Russian gangsters on the side of the road. Just slaughtering them. Yeah. Well, it's the... uh it's the it's the the branch of Buddhism that <laughs> likes to squeeze titties, and kill certain nice tits and kill certain people, but not others. I agree. I don't know what that branch is called. Russians aren't real people, I think is what he was trying to say. It's not very nice. Oh, I I didn't say it. It's not very nice, Paul. Steven Seagal said it by killing fucking Russian people and then saying I didn't really want to kill any bad guys in this movie, so I didn't want to kill. See, maybe that's head his thing. Maybe they were not bad guys, according mm. to him. That could be it. That could yeah, be it. see? That's that why he goes over and he works with... No, uh, I was thinking more along the lines that they just company. weren't people, you know, at all. Uh, well, maybe that's true, too. Maybe that's true, too. Um, I like Seagal's rotating necklaces in this movie. Oh, <laughs> Everything about his outfit in this movie is so goddamn bad. Is this the one where he has the vests? <laughs> Yes, he has a vest in this movie. And then and then rotating necklace. He's got like a new necklace and prayer beads all the yeah. time. Oh my god. The <laughs> fucking vests are so goddamn well, this, stupid. This one this movie came out before Before down uh, the fire, fire down, down below. This was right. a year before. Yeah. A year before, right. Yeah, because okay. you know the it, now but it came out did it came out after Dark Territory though, right? Yes, it did. I think Dark Territory was um ninety six. Find out my notes. Or 95, maybe. Just trying to track the. Uh, well, Dark Territory is where outfit. he kind of becomes like, you know, he, he's he's basically, you know, saying he's an Indian now. Right, 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 right. Dark it, Territory was 95. Oh, okay, so 95. So Glimmer Man would have been like a sidestep for him because he wasn't an Indian for that particular movie. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he wasn't Indian anymore. He just was Tibetan at this point. Yeah, now he's Tibetan. Now he's Tibetan. Because why not? He's playing make-believe. Well, isn't that what acting really is? True. True. Um, necklaces. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's the whole... Good point. Thanks, the, thanks the, I don't know. It's like the, the whole... Very insightful. The deer penis ongoing joke throughout the entire movie. The, you know, the, the, the Chinese cure yeah. for the incense, whatever. Can I rate... Go ahead. Keenan Ivory Waynes has a condition or something, and he has like this deer penis to that whole running joke. Right. Deer antler, whatever it is. Yeah. Just throughout the entire movie. What about it? Keeps on getting brought up, and then, you know, when his house gets burned down, there's an entire case of it that survives. Yes. And Seagal just keeps on crapping on the entire movie. (laughs) Seagal just keeps on bullying him the entire movie. Yeah, he does. He bullies him the entire movie. He bullies everyone in every movie. Um,. Oh, yeah. The one scene. My favorite scene in the entire movie is when he goes into, uh, what is it, uh, Vaccaro's, whatever it's called, that Italian restaurant. Right. And the one guy who's who's saying, you know, they're having a private party, you can't come in. Seagal comes in, just whoops his ass. Come on. He picks up the phone. Yeah, you can come, come on in right now. Come on. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be funny. That's Yeah, that's supposed to be funny. Goes to the back, talks to whatever his name is. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Comes out, and then everybody at the private party knew how to fight. Of course, Seagal whoops it's all. It's not a private party, dude. It was all CIA guys. Oh, I, I didn't get I didn't pick it yeah, up. Yeah, Mr. Smith was, like, in the CIA, mm-hmm. and he was there with a senator. 
Oh, so everybody. So all the people outside were CIA. like part of the CIA. So he just killed them all, or beat them all. He shit. just beat all their asses. Beat all their asses, and, and then you know takes another phone call and says, oh. "Well, we want to get your theme of him destroying the entire." Oh restaurant. yeah, he destroys the destroys whole. Destroys the restaurant. entire restaurant, then takes the call as you said. Uh, we're going to be closed for two months. Uh, maybe, maybe better make it six. <laughs> Why? Because you went into a restaurant and destroyed somebody's living. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's it. That's what you this did. is like. What didn't he go into um, the Chinese store? Didn't somebody come in in the Chinese store and he fought him and and the guy just kept telling him to get out? Or was that a different movie? They're all blending together at this. I think point that was um, hard to kill. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, that was um, the other one that we did above the law. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They're, like I said, they're all bleeding together. We've been doing so many goddamn Steven Seagal movies that I just I can't tell one from another anymore. I wonder if we could take all these movies yeah. and like chop the scenes up and make a movie out of that. Probably, and it would make pretty much just as much sense. I think you're right. I think you're right. We just have to speed up the action scenes, <laughs> slow down. So basically what we do is we film it, and then we slow down when the person's kind of coming closer, and then we speed it up to like double speed so it looks like Steven Seagal can still do, yeah. you know, a keto or whatever the fuck it is. Um. Oh, the whole when they were giving him the lie detector test. It's like, you know, as you know, so are you a cop? Did you ever climb, climb Mount Everest? I've never known anyone <laughs> to beat this test, except you know the fact that. Uh, you know, Catherine Trammell does it in uh, Basic Instinct, and that didn't that come? Didn't that movie come out in like '92? Yeah. So we we all know that it can be beaten, but they say I've never seen anyone beat it. You're a fucking idiot. <clears throat> Different continuity. Then they didn't they take away his? Oh, that was the thing I was gonna say. Didn't they take away his beads? No, they didn't take away his beads. Which exact? That's the first fucking thing they would do is take away his beads because that's one way to, uh, you know, throw off the test is to basically concentrate on something else, mm -hmm. which is why he, you know, you sit there with the beads, and your mind will go to the beads instead of the question that's asked, mm -hmm. so that you don't react you're, as you're much. You're not reacting to the lie detector test. I mean, there's so many ways to, to beat a fucking lie detector test. It's mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've beaten a lie detector test, so it, it's mm -hmm. just absurd. Yes. Absurd. Absurd. I agree. Have you ever beaten one? I've never taken one. Really? Oh, okay. I thought you, you know, as a government contractor, I thought you would have taken one. No. No. No one wants to get COVID. Okay. Might have to go somewhere and, you know. Talk? Talk. Well, I, I can assure you that I know of people that are going to be taking uh a lie detector test shortly. Yeah. So I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. At your work? No, not at my work. Someone else's work. I don't. I don't work for the government. Oh, okay. Government works for Paul. So. No, it doesn't. Shit. Uh, I didn't enjoy the pistol whipping scene in the car. I'm trying to remember. He beats the member. The, the these. The Russian mafia pick him up. Uh -huh. and the guys that they are, you know, arresting him because he supposedly killed his wife. Oh, okay, yeah. And they take him in the car. They drive away, and he figures out that 
the Russian mafia because they have the tattoo in the hand. Right, you right. Know, it just so happens he adjusts the rear view mirror. He sees a tattoo and speaks Russian to him because he can speak 18 different languages. Of course. Grabs the gun. Can't we all? Beats the living piss out of the guy with the pistol whips him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just keeps smacking him with the fucking pistol yeah. for no good reason. <laughs> and of course, that, all, that whole scene ends up in a gigantic explosion as well. I I I I am having the hardest time remembering this, this movie. One. Like, dude, <laughs> I was so excited to do this movie. I can't. This is disappointing. You look at your notes. Look at your notes. And you fucking killed it for me oh, right off the bat. Oh, you're still on that. You're still on that. I can't oh, get into it. No. You've killed it. Oh, you've killed it. He you had killed a giant, my momentum. Giant Steven Seagal boner, and you just <laughs> ruined it. Yeah, mm. dude. Ruined it. Ruined it. Let me see your notes. I'll, there's I'll read, nothing here. I'll read your there's notes. There's nothing fucking there's, here. There's, there's there's nothing here. I didn't need notes for this movie. No, he was that good. I knew this one. I was ready to go, and, and now you've beaten it out of me. Do you need some Steven Seagal Viagra? Maybe. He probably sells Steven Seagal So Viagra. all you have is just people in this movie. <laughs> I told you. What's that? I didn't need it. I was ready to go for this one. And no. you've, like, killed my mojo, so I'm just kind of like, eh. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. What the fuck does that mean? No, you're not. Did I take those home, or are they still here? All right, let me put it to you this way, Paul. You either get in this movie right now, or I start reading more facts about Steven Seagal. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Read more facts about Steven Seagal. Dude, you know, the truth is, is you know, the I tr- think we're 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 just, like, Abusing the audience this week. <laughs> See, Paul's participation is like the Glimmer Man. We thought we saw him. We're like the Rain Man. But we didn't. Well, that's the, the fucking... Why, how does that story exist? <laughs> how does the story of the Glimmer Man exist? It, they see a glimmer, and then they're dead. <laughs> then who the fuck told the story? You're, who you're, told the story? You're not supposed to be asking questions, Paul. We're going to have to... Would have to do something about your question. The asking. person who didn't see the glimmer. That would be the first fucking thing that I would ask. Who told this goddamn story? <laughs> Can you see him running from the forest? Steven. Dude. Steven. Oh, it's glimmer. <laughs> Steven Seagal tells the story. It's such a, a glimmer, glimmer. man. Like, they can't see me. The entire movie. Glimmer. Wayne's gets his ass whooped the entire. He's like, his partner. His apartment explodes. Dude, he's <laughs> beat up. He gets shot. And Seagal. Seagal's. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. I swear, it's just insane. Well, you know what it reminded me of slightly was the fact that Harry Callahan's partners always ended up getting killed. Huh. In the old. You know who I'm talking about, right? No, I don't. From Dirty Harry. Oh, I wasn't a big Dirty Harry guy. He was thinking Harry in the head. Never mind then. Well, I tried to get something started. Fucking pissed all over that That's one, fair. didn't you? Now you know why he doesn't date. Anyway. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Yeah, it's exactly so why. He gets ass whooped the entire movie. <laughs> Fucking talk Nothing to Nothing happens to Seagal. And, of course, everybody reveres Seagal, too. Can't figure out his past. He's got this mysterious past. And Mr. Smith is like, I've never met somebody like him. He's dangerous and all that stuff. I did. I do have to say I enjoyed the scene <laughs> where he just shoots Mr. Smith on the foot and like, uh, you know, Key and Ivory Waynes is just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Like, eh, what do you want me to do about it? Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that scene. Seagal, Seagal just mows again. Every movie, every movie there is with him. He just mows through everybody. 
It's 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 overbearing. Might get a little flesh wound every now and then. Still not as bad as the new Star Wars. Nice movies. tits. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's also an maybe asshole. too nice. <laughs> he's also an asshole. Well, I mean, who the fuck, dude? Like, you have a coroner there, who literally is is doing the autopsy, and he just walks in and just like grabs a handful, grabs a handful, and cuts your tit open. Like, it's normal. This is normal. It's a glimmer, man. You see a glimmer. You see a glimmer. Then your then entrails you're, are all over the floor. You're, somebody grabs your tit and runs away. <laughs> That's all you ever see is That's a glimmer. The glimmer of your movie career. The, just fading <laughs> <the laughs> away. The grabbing man. Let me see your portfolio. Oh, there's just one scene. I just get grabbed. There you go. That's, oh. my, that's my tent. You've got Seagal's stink on you. Sorry. You you let him do that? <sighs> All right. <laughs> Since Paul's not in this movie. Man. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. It where's, happens. Your, where's your Steven Seagal facts? Let, let's. Hmm. You know he has three Where the homes. fuck is my movie so I can take it home and go watch this again? It's upstairs. Take right? it home. Upstairs. So let's. um. Got to watch Glimmer Man tonight. Tonight. We talked about his uh, singing career. Ugh. Talked about Lawman. Talked about his business ventures. <gasps> he does have three homes. Uh, fuck off. Owns a dude ranch. I will leave Colorado. now. I will leave right to fuck now, dude. Home in Mandeville. <laughs> All right, I'm gone. LA and uh, thank you for listening <laughs> this week. <laughs> I'm I'm going home, Where people. Going? I'm going the fuck home. You're not going home without those DVDs because you want to watch the Glimmer Man. He just he I, I'll watch it another time. He doesn't want to hear about Steve. I don't fucking care about his three, three houses. Homes. Jesus Christ! Are you sure that's up to date? Does he have a oh. fourth house? Yeah, yeah. He lives rent free in Paul's head. Seagal is married <laughs> to Mongolian Erdinitio Ratsush. <laughs> what the fuck what? Are you Better known as Ellie. They have one song, son together. Guess what his son's name is? Never get this one. What do you think his son's uh, name is? Surly. Paul. Kunzang. That was close. <laughs> From an early age, Ellie trained as a dancer at the Children's Palace in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. That's the capital, I think. He's got set, so she was she was a ballroom dancer. Um, I met Seagal in 2001 when she worked as an interpreter during his visit to Mongolia. He has seven children for four relationships and two grandchildren by his eldest son Kentaro. Is Kentaro the guy in Mortal Kombat? Kentaro. Yes. Right. It's one of the one of the monsters. Oh jeez, and this is even no. Oh, how did we miss this? In addition to his biological offspring, Seagal is the guardian of Yapshipan Rinzin Wangmo, the only child of the 10th Panchen. Because nobody fucking cares. That's how we missed it. Lama of Tibet. When she oh studied God. in the L- U.S., Seagal was her minder and bodyguard. Interesting. People in the future are going to think Steven Seagal was a myth. Mm. He's legendary. This person could not have existed. Seagal <laughs> lent his voice as a narrator for the activist film project Medicine Lake Video. Did you say that he's released two albums? Uh, Songs from the Crystal Cave yeah. and Mojo Priest? Yes. That was uh, three episodes ago. Th- yeah. Thanks for reminding us. It's great. It's in the repository. That's, that's well known. 
Is no. it? Oh, I apologize. It's well known. In 99, he was awarded a, a, a PETA Bread Humanitarian Award. A what? A humanitarian award. Oh, okay. He also wrote an open letter to the leadership of Thailand in 2003, urging them to enact a law to prevent the torture of baby elephants. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Oh, my God. What? Jenny McCarthy claimed that Seagal asked her to undress during an audition for Under Siege 2. Oh, so Under Siege 2? Dark yeah. dark territory? Dark territory. So, obviously, that he was wanted to see her from behind. That was uh, a... <laughs> <coughs> that was uh, <laughs> during uh, the, the, the later years of her career. So, you know, she might have... Was she in that movie? I don't know. I don't care. We haven't done that. We haven't have done we? that movie, so it's not part of this. No, I agree. I agree. So what do you, what do you give Grim, Grimmer Man? Glimmer Man? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not talking. No, wait. Under Siege 2. What do you give uh, Glimmer Man? I, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Why? Because. <laughs> That's a fantastic reason. It It's not great. But I enjoyed it for how bad it was. Okay. Versus like some of the other films that we watched, I I just didn't like at all. This one just had so many stupid little quirky things that just didn't. It, it's very very nineties. It the movie is very like of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, it's very giving nice. giving Keenan uh, Ivory Wayne's the you know liking old movies, which is just completely pointless it doesn't play into fucking anything there's a lot of different things like that that just don't play into any the the son the stepson you've got to kill the stepson you remember that fucking thing it's stupid it's like who cares what what how is this part of the fucking story and why does it matter steven tobolensky the the serial killer okay the fact that He's going around killing. Why was that even part of the fucking story? I don't it know. didn't matter in the end. It doesn't matter. Other than the fact that he basically was able to go into a crime scene, look at it for two seconds, and realize that this wasn't done by the family man. This was done by a professional. Mm-hmm. What? How the fuck would you know that? There's. It, it, you've been in this. You didn't even look at anything yet, asshole. Mm-hmm. You've been out in the fucking car, and then you didn't bother to tell anybody, hey, this is my ex-wife. Yeah. Why would you not tell people that it's your ex-wife? Yeah. Because it's like, hello, you know, there's no fucking point to it. And then when they come in, they they come and say, oh, well, his DNA or his fingerprints or something was at at the house. Well, no shit. If you had told them this was your ex-wife, then obviously that's why your fingerprints were at the fucking house. Yeah. Or on the wife. It's like, okay, well, I, I don't understand why any of these things happened in this movie, which made it fun for me. I think Holiday Inn commercials were based on Steven Seagal characters. <laughs> <laughs> they would just come in and know everything. <laughs> well, I, I did stay at a Holiday Inn last well, night. That's r- you're right. It's absolutely what it is. He stayed at a fucking Holiday Inn so he could, you know, he could glimmer. He could be ready for the day's work. All you saw was a glimmer, and then he would grab your tit and run away. Yep. That was it, dude. Four and a half. I, I mean, it's not good enough to like rank high because of it being bad, but it's definitely 
you know, it's kind of a middle-of-the-road type <laughs> bullshit Tom, movie. Yeah, I, I, f- five, I agree. <coughs> it's, it, it's, it's average. It, it is a period piece mm-hmm. for the 90s. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was stuff. I don't know why you got to bring his wife into it. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I don't think it's it's – it's five to me is average. Yeah, I think it's just slightly below average. That's basically what I was thinking. Four. Just slightly below average. It's it's. I wish this was a better episode because I was looking forward to this one I'm for sorry. a long uh, time. But I think the problem is is that just to explain what happened, I had these movies and I lent them to to Jim so he could watch them, and that was weeks and weeks ago. I mean, we're we're now what four weeks into this fucking thing, so it's yeah. been like four weeks since I've actually watched yeah. this movie. So, and so it, it's well, I'm sorry, it was all the shit kind of no, it's not your fault. It's just everything fucking blends together after a while, so it's hard to remember the specific shit that I wanted to talk about for this film, and I was ready to fucking go, and then at the beginning of this episode, you know, I was just. Well, he rock is hard, ready to fucking go, and you just like threw the threw the water on my cock, and I had nothing left. I mean, he is a he is a Buddhist a- Aikido know it all in every movie. <laughs> well, pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> um, I just wish the next the next movie, Steven Seagal. I want to do this movie. I'm like, okay, but in this <laughs> movie, you have to be a Muslim accountant. Could <laughs> <laughs> be a vampire. Go. <laughs> But if you watched uh, China Salesman, that movie was so fucking bad, dude. Did you see that one? No. It's got Mike Tyson, Steven Seagal, and I can't remember who the other guy was. It is. That just sounds like fun. Fucked up, dude. (laughs) It is fucked up. (laughs) Steven Seagal plays the bad guy. I don't even remember what Mike Tyson plays. It, it, the whole movie was so bad. I just don't. I, I've just. Tr- I didn't keep enough memory space in my mind for it. I've already eliminated it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's just how it works, man. I only have so much fucking space left. Yeah. Well, you know, forty-five years of shit mm. to, yeah. builds up. You need to upgrade. Compact it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I that's it. Thanks for listening. And we got a couple. No, of how about I'm sorry? How about an I'm sorry for fucking this episode up? That's okay. I'm no, no, you. Oh, you me? should oh, be a sorry. Uh, looks like we're out of time. Yeah. We'll uh-huh. see you next week on JB Shroud Podcast.